Yo, 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 what's up, baby? Welcome back. Welcome to another episode of Football Without Hesitation. Oz here as usual behind the microphone. And I sound super chill, but dude, I'm fucking, we're supporting one of the most successful teams in Major League Soccer in the last several months. What's going on here? Like, we're definitely going to get into all that. Again, it's been a while that I've been on the mic. All-star, dude, finally, dude, they, it seemed like the Quakes were playing like every three or four fucking days. I could not keep up, and and like I said uh, before, our other shows on the network have been really taking off, so I, I've been really editing and spending a lot of time fucking working on those, and unfortunately, I can't spend as much time as I like on this one, but here we are. Finally, MLS took a break. It slowed everything down and allowed me to get in the studio and catch everybody up about what the hell's been going on over here in San Jose. Well, up there in San Jose, but dude, all right. Well, yeah, we'll talk about that. We'll talk, dude, and it's just not San Jose, man. The Bay Area is having a great soccer summer. Oakland Roots, after struggling for the first couple of months in USL Championship, the first year up there, they've hit their stride, y'all. <laughs> is that enough to get in the playoffs? I don't know. We'll talk about that as well. But anyway, let's, let's, yeah, let's talk about the Quakes. Quick update for anyone that doesn't want to go on MLSsoccer.com. Right now, the Quakes... Sit in seventh place in the Western Conference, six, seven, and eight, 26 points, negative five goal differential. And like I said, yeah, dude, they're, they're currently on a 10 match unbeaten streak, the longest in Major League Soccer currently. I believe the record's 14, but who cares about that? And it includes some pretty fucking good wins, man. Fucking Galaxy, Seattle. And all of a sudden, they went from a team that, that looked like, I don't know, wooden spoon. They didn't look like they'd be that bad, but it looked like definitely not a playoff contender for sure. And all of a sudden, here we are. They're in that seventh and final playoff spot. I honestly, it looked like the battle was going to be for the sixth and seventh spot. It looked like Minnesota was kind of taking it away, and spot six and seven was going to be a big fight between San Jose, RSL. Yeah, anyway, with Minnesota faltering as well, fifth to seventh is, is there. That's what it's going to be. There's, this looks like there's three spots that are going to be available. Five, six, and seven is going to be the fight. A lot of people are in it. A lot of people are in. I mean, Portland is right outside in eighth place, but they're only two points behind the Quakes. You know, it's not it's not that big of a difference. Uh, so, so yeah. So that's what I've been following. Some of those I've been following Portland and LAFC especially because they're they're the two teams that are trailing the Quakes. And dude, and so Portland, they're still again can't figure it out. They they drew against Sporting Kansas City. They lost three to one at Austin, and they got Seattle coming up. And I mean, we all know what, what Seattle can fucking do to them, and what what they did do to them. And Seattle's looking like like second fucking. It's kind of frustrating. I'm not gonna lie. It's kind of fucking annoying that Seattle could just go you know whatever just show up for most of the season and at one point they're like all right whatever let's turn it on are you guys ready are you guys ready to play actual soccer and then they just turn it on and then kick everybody's ass and end up in the fucking mls cup final fuck you seattle what the fuck bro <laughs> i fucking props dude props for being able to do that so consistently because it ain't no fluke or nothing at this point if you don't believe in that if you don't believe in what they're doing up there you're not watching so anyway, so yeah, dude, Portland's coming up against Seattle and then Houston. That Houston one, it'll be a little, you know, Houston's a, at the bottom of the table right now. They're fucking struggling hard. Speaking of unbeaten streaks, I don't think they've won in like three years or some shit. <laughs> it's terrible out in Houston, but, but at least that next one, 
Dude, you just lost to Austin. Seattle's coming up. If you lose again, I don't know. I'm not trying to make any bold predictions. But then at LAFC as well. Lost to lost to Vancouver. The next next up is El Tráfico. Fuck it. I've given up calling it that. I don't care how silly it is. That's that's actually so MLS. It fits. It fucking fits. It's nice. It's it's you know, it's quick. It it, it I don't know, just flows out of the off the tongue. El tráfico. So anyway, they got El Tráfico coming up. Galaxy Dude, Galaxy is trying to prove. I mean, they're not in any, you know, they're pretty solidly in the playoff hunt right now, but they just lost to the Quakes at home and it wasn't even close. I know it was only two to one. It wasn't fucking close. The Quakes dominated that fucking game. And so, so Galaxy is going to, going to have something to prove. It is, I mean, oh, it's at home. It's in, it's in LA, but it's at LAFC. It's at Bank of California Stadium. So they're going to have that behind them. And then they got Sporting KC coming up right after that. So, dude, it, it's going to be tough for LAFC. They, they, they're trying to figure their shit out. And they got two really tough matchups coming up. Quakes. I mean, Quakes are Colorado and then Dallas. Colorado, Dallas, RSL, Austin. It's not, it's not easy. Not easy. Two of them are at home. You got Colorado at home and RSL at home. That RSL match is going to be fucking key. Dude, so yeah, dude, Port, Portland, LAFC, LAFC especially, has a, a very tough schedule coming up in the next couple of weeks. If you handle your business, if you beat RSL, you put yourself on a much better position to be in the playoffs. And anyway, I don't know why the fuck I'm sitting here all of a sudden this is a playoff hour. <laughs> but yeah, dude, this is this is a way different team. And that, that's why I say that. They're, the, the whole Almeida era has been... It's been up and down, up and down. It's been that roller coaster. Even when they're down, they're still entertaining. But damn, they get their their asses kicked. You know, as as a supporter, uh, you know, if you're a soccer fan, it's entertaining because it, it's just madness on the pitch. But as a San Jose Earthquake supporter, you're just like, fuck, dude. Those six to one losses are. You get all excited. You want people to to watch your fucking team, and then they lose six to one, and you're just like, mm. sometimes they win six to one. So again, it, it was nice to see this year they get rid of Fioronelli. And I'm not saying that that's when it, it changed, but it looks like something happened. I, I don't know, man. I have no clue what the fuck was happening in the front office. But the team has completely shifted. Al- Almeida, who seemed to just be stuck on like, eh, this is how I play. I'm going to fucking do it. All of a sudden, is now more plastic. He's, he's more you know willing to change. And he's playing a more traditional zonal defense instead of chasing everybody around. Which was, again, which was the fun part, but which also led to teams coming on the counterattack with speed and numbers. <laughs> and and w- without a big central defender there, it, it was bad. But now you got Nathan. And see, the thing well, concerning to me, and actually I think Matt Doyle wrote about this a couple of weeks ago. It's like, yeah, they're good. You know, when the, the Quakes, the Quakes uh, have their, their strongest roster available, and they're all healthy and they're on the pitch. It's a pretty decent roster. But the drop off from there to the bench is pretty substantial. And especially in some in other positions, you know, versus some others. Right? That makes sense. And originally that Nathan, I was just like, this team, it's it's inevitable. Nathan was already on like four yellows. And it's like, dude, how is he gonna go five matches without getting another one? Like he's he's gonna they're gonna he's gonna be suspended at one point ended up getting a red that was i don't think i've i've been i've had a show since since that card but that was 
I know he's been aggressive, but that, that it, I don't care. I don't care where, where you play soccer in the world. That is not a safe tackle. He he very well deserved that red. That was fucking stupid of him going fucking studs up into somebody's knee from behind like that. That was fucked, especially after you're just obviously frustrated that you lost the ball. Who cares? Uh, good thing it looks like the other player didn't get hurt. So, But that's where it was just like, oh, fuck. Okay, now they're without Nathan. They don't have the big defender. The set pieces aren't going to work. The defense isn't going to work. They're coming up against a fucking classical without Nathan. That This is going to be fucking bad. We all you can Tanner Beeson's gonna come in. Tanner Beeson's gonna come in and do it. And you know what? Tanner Beeson came in and fucking did it. Oh man, that was I that's what blew me away. And I'm not saying that dude, this team is deep, that roster's ready, but dude, last year, if you were to tell me that Tanner Beeson was gonna start a classical, this is no disrespect to Tanner Beeson either. He's he's developing. He's not I'm I'm not saying he's a he's a bad soccer player. He's he's young, he's getting better much better obviously but basically what i'm trying to get at is when i saw him you know you see him now in the starting lineup i don't blink i don't get nervous i tanner beeson is a good defender and and tanner beeson can contribute on the offense i I still think i would prefer to have nathan in the middle there on defense he's just a whole nother beast i'm telling he's been he's been one of the best defenders in the league since since he started if not the best come at me fools but so that's like, fuck, dude, this team is now playing a more traditional style. It's not deep, but the depth that is, they're all ready to go. Again, the skill-wise, whatever, like if it was uh, FIFA, the other team's benches might have higher numbers or whatever the hell than the Quakes. But the thing is, is when the Quakes players go in there, they know exactly what's expected of them and what they're supposed to do. And that shit matters. It matters. It doesn't, again, you could make a team. All-Star is a perfect example. They get two practices before they have to play a match. It's not the fucking cleanest match. These are these are the obviously the best are the All-Stars. The great All-Star game, by the way, if you guys missed it, it was fucking awesome. So again, the, the, the pure skill level of the roster doesn't, isn't the de- deciding factor all the time, all the time. You know, there, there are a bunch of other factors that contribute. So you have decent players but they know exactly what they're supposed to do and that what's expected of them and that their manager has full confidence in them. And maybe that's not going to put you in there just because he feels bad for you. But maybe that puts you in there is because he believes that you're going to make a fucking difference. And so that's where the, the Quakes have that that ability to fucking really do something. Dude, and then they go in and fucking... I get, you could see it. You could see it. And I know uh, some galaxy... Of course, on Reddit, people were talking shit, but, you know, the... The way Almeida was celebrating that win. It's a fucking Clásico, bro. That shit matters. You should always celebrate a Clásico victory like it was a fucking huge victory. Because it is. You, you beat your rival. That that should always have a, a championship type feel. So you should you know you should celebrate it as such every time you win. If you just see it as another match, then you ain't getting the rivalry. So it, it was it was cool to see that. And again, and they did it in Los Angeles. On paper, Galaxy are better. I, dude, I'm not, it, it, it's difficult to say that because I really dislike that team. But you match them up like for like, they're better. Galaxy is Chicharito, the fucking international star. We have Chofis. <laughs> but guess what? Chofis has been way more fucking valuable and way more useful and way better for the San Jose Earthquakes than what Chicharito has done. Dude's been hurt for weeks. 
without Chicharito Galaxy, it's still the same thing. You got one big guy, one big name, and and you hope he's going to drag everybody along. To see that, to see a, a team that on paper is better than the San Jose Earthquakes and San Jose goes there shorthanded on defense and dominates, that was exciting to watch. And it's cool because when they're doing good like this, they obviously get more attention. Before it used to be like, go come watch the, come watch the train wreck. You know, not to say a bad train wreck. Again, sometimes it went well, but most people would watch it as just you know, kind of a novelty. But now, now it's a, it's a legit team, and more people are looking at them. And one of them, dude, I didn't, I didn't even write down who wrote it, but it was a, an article about Cade, Cade Cowell and the Athletic, who man, Cade's. I wish that, I hope everything keeps going well for him. That dude's fucking, that dude's awesome. That dude's awesome. So, yeah, this is an article about him. Writer says, he calls him up about, and it was basically just about how humble and mature he was for for being 17. It's a very well-written article. I'm not going to read it or anything. It's on The Athletic. It's it's pay site, whatever. If you can afford it, get The Athletic thing. They're the ones covering MLS best. And not only is it great stories, the more people they have reading those stories, the better the coverage is, is going to get. But yeah, but this is this was a great article. And one thing that uh, that blew my mind as I was reading it, because the, the Quakes had already played Minnesota United at this point. Quakes had played Minnesota. And I noticed during the match, Minnesota's defender, what's his name, Romain Metaniri? Metaniri? I looked it up on the, on the media thing. I think it said Metaniri. This dude, and he's a defender, you know. He's he's trying to get under under the attacker's skin. He he's messing with Cade all match. He's fucking with him. He's doing what he can to try to mess with him. You know, at, at one point, I, I mean, I noticed it really in the second half. Cade was about to take off on the right wing. He gets fouled. He gets up uh, to go, you know, to the box to get ready for the for the free kick. And and Metzeniri here. Kind of does walks by him, does a little shoulder bump, boom, shoulder bump. You could see it. I don't know why the camera was facing there, but you could see it. He shoulder bumps him. Cade's fucking huge, so Cade Cade doesn't really doesn't affect him. But then you could tell he realizes, like, wait, that was kind of an aggressive move. So he like he looks, he sees that, and like, oh, obviously this guy was trying to antagonize me. So he just keeps going. That's that's all all. Again, most athletes be like. Fuck you. You try to fucking, you try to shove me. You try to hit me with a shoulder. I fucking come get in your face. And then like 10 minutes later on a corner kick, see him again, like fucking with him, just fucking. And again, I'm not, I'm not hating. I'm not saying that Metzeniri is a dirty player or anything. That's soccer, dude. It's, <laughs> this is again, uh, coming from a supporter of the, from the Goonie era and shit. Like, yeah, man, it's not, soccer's not about being nice. Uh, but but and what what got to me, like I said, I'm, I'm not complaining about Minnesota's play on the field. That's just that's just regular play. But Cade, how at 34, just being on the street, I don't know if I could just keep my mouth shut. You know, like I feel like I would respond and say something. And Cade's just able to walk away. He's like, I will walk. Like that has nothing to do with with me scoring. So I'm out. I don't care about that. I'm here to score. I'm here to win. I'm here to help my team win. If whatever that is not contributing to that, I don't want a part of it. And I'm not saying he's ever said that, but that's just what you feel when you see that. And then you read this article, 
And it's cool. It's exciting. I, I like to see that, especially can't have a Quakes podcast without mentioning Chris Wondolowski. <laughs> anyway, like to me, and I'm sure that every team has their own version of that, but, but Chris Wondolowski is just a good guy. He's one of those, yeah, he's a legend. Yeah, he's you know got all this history. But being around here, being in San Jose, you see how he interacts with the community. You see how he interacts with his family. And he's a great guy. This is a guy that if, if he had 10 goals in his career, you would love to have him on the team just because he's a great guy. And it, it's cool that Cade is able to see that, look, you can be this this. This nice guy. I mean, I guess Wando on the pitch isn't very nice, but you know, you don't have to be this big celebrity or whatever. You know, being a soccer player sometimes is that pizzazz, that flash is is what people go after. But again, what does it have to do with success on the pitch? Who cares if you if you have cool hair or something like that? Don't matter if if you ain't scoring goals. No one gives a fuck. So it's 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 cool to see Cade just focusing on like they don't care. I don't care about the extracurriculars. I'm here to score goals get assists, and help my team win. And when you go off to Europe and get rich and just balling it out, it's going to be fucking great. And I'm going to support you all the way. I'm going to end this up with uh, still soccer, but I mentioned before, I want to I wanna talk more about the Oakland Roots. It's a lot easier now. They're, they're also winning. <laughs> but, yeah, that's another team we have in, in the Bay Area here locally playing USL Championship, which, again, is a second division right below Major League Soccer. It was their first year up in that division, and they've been they were struggling. They were struggling. It's understandable, man. You go up a division, it's never easy. And they lost their their head coach like a week or two before the season started, and they had trouble with their pitch at home. They've been playing at a, at a different a different home stadium, and man, it, it, it was tough. That 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 beginning of the season was tough for Oakland Roots. Everything seems to be back to normal. That they're they're back at Laney, and they're winning. They're winning. The, the latest thing is they've been Phoenix Rising. Who I've I've brought up Phoenix Rising before. Like that's especially in the West. That's that's the cream of the crop. They've they've been really good in USL Championship. I don't know if it's if. Phoenix Rising, but I believe that they're trying to show that they're trying to show Major League Soccer that look, dude, we can we can put a competitive team on the pitch, and Phoenix is a huge city with with a big you know Latino base. You know, I'm sure a lot of people love soccer. It's hot as fuck. You have to find somewhere indoors. But yeah, but anyway, they beat them three to one. It wasn't even close. It was not even close. Also, they've made some signings, dude. San Jose Earthquakes will be familiar with this, man. They signed Quincy Ameriqua. That's fucking dope. That's, that's dope. Anyone that knows this podcast has been following it for a while knows, you know, our connection and and how much that dude's helped me get here. And it's fucking cool that he's still around and he's at Oakland. I love what Oakland's doing. Like I said, that that's why I wanted to follow him more. Not only are they a good team, it looks like, you know, what they're trying to do with the community, all that. That shit looks fucking awesome. Anyway, they signed Quincy. So if, if, you remember that 40 yard fucking chip i'm not saying he's gonna do it again but if you want to hear see that energy go up go up to oakland and catch yourself a fucking oakland roots game yeah dude they're five unbeaten in five so they're they're half as halfway there to the quake streak but dude again unbeaten in five just beat phoenix rising who's first place in the west by far they're they're dominating and has it you know again the, the beginning of the season wasn't the best so 
so it hasn't made that much of an impact at the moment they're in seventh place in the pacific division in order to to reach the playoff tournament they would have to be fourth or higher and uh right now tacoma defiance and san diego loyal that they're they're the ones that take the both the third or fourth what they both have 27 points oakland is at 17 points right now four eight and five negative nine goal differential so uh, you know they, they do have two games in hand tacoma as well tacoma and oakland both have two games in hand on most teams most teams have played either 19 or 20 matches and tacoma and oakland both have played 17 so there's that it's gonna take you know this streak is gonna have to continue i don't know you know just it can it obviously can they, they've their their defense has been super strong all season that's one thing is, is they don't lose very badly and they're scoring a lot now they're scoring every game so their streak can definitely keep going it's going to be tough but i'm excited to follow it i'm excited to follow it and and see what happens speaking of seeing what happens colorado coming up quakes are back at home that was a terrible segue terrible transition but anyway next match san jose playing colorado at home colorado's been having themselves a season Colorado currently sits in third place in the Western Conference, 37 points. Uh, again, they're one of those, they're in the top four. They're, they're kind of their own little group. They're the super group at the moment. If you can get a point, because you're at, you're at home. You're at home. Cade Cowell was in the All-Star game. You got all this energy, writing, you know. Everybody's fresh. Nathan is going to be back. If you can get a point, the other teams around you have been struggling. And, yeah, you just put yourself in a better position because it's not going to get easier. It's not going to get easier. You got Dallas and RSL coming up after that. But yeah, but for now, I think uh, it's a good place to end it, man. I don't want to keep rambling going on and on. Anyway, football without hesitation. Oz here. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch y'all in maybe two weeks after the Colorado game. We'll catch you after the Colorado game. Peace out.